Grace, mercy, and peace be unto you from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. I've got a couple things that I want you to ponder and think about. The first is this. Everything we truly have, everything we truly have that cannot be taken away from us, that is eternal, is hidden from us by God. And everything that we think we have, everything that is a part of this world that will end, is all in plain sight for us to see. Now, you and I believe this to be true. We believe that everything that we truly have that will be with us for eternity is hidden from us by God. It is what we live and walk by faith, trusting Him. But everything that we think we have, it is right before our very eyes and sometimes shoved in our face. So if you and I believe this to be true, why then would God be so desirous of us to hear this parable this morning. He said it so well when our Lord said, take care. Be on your guard against all kinds of covetousness, greed, for one's life, meaning your and my life, does not consist in the abundance of possessions. Now Jesus brings this parable to you and to me after someone from the crowd shouts out and says, Lord, be the divider of the inheritance between me and my brother. What is this man asking for? This man is asking for legalism and law from Jesus. Lord, draw that line and cut that thing so that it's 50-50, because I don't want my brother to get more than he deserves, and I surely don't want to get more than I deserve. And yet, you know what? I've seen a lot of mothers and fathers with heartache as they died. because they were unsure of how their sons or daughters were going to handle the inheritance after they had died. And after they had died and, their, and these sons and daughters of the king were in peace in heaven, battles did begin over the tools or over the, the shotguns or over the... the plates and dishes, or over the flatware, or over the chiffre robe, or the armoire, or the dining room set. Now you know why you and I need to hear such a parable. In this parable, Jesus is not getting at the great abundance that this man received from God. He's getting at 
what this man's going to do with the great abundance from God. Because all of us can remember that he gave Joseph a great command of what to do with the abundance of those seven years of benefit and blessing. He said to Joseph, store it away because there's going to be seven years of leanness where you're going to have to use that which you stored away to provide for other people. But this man, this man was only looking at it through his own sin-filled eyes. In fact, Jesus makes it very clear when he says, the land of a rich man produced plentiful. He doesn't say that the rich man, through his great wisdom, produced plentiful, but the land, that which this rich man had no power or control over, produced this. It was a gift very clearly from God. And it's not as if this man didn't have already storage bins and silos because he talked about tearing those down because they weren't big enough and building bigger ones. Now you and I don't struggle with being wise in this world. Where we struggle is being generous with our goods. Because this parable is about our attitude toward God's gifts given to us. This man has centered his entire life around his earthly wisdom to attain and hold on to earthly goods. Why else would he sit back and say, Soul, it is well with thee. Why doesn't he say, flesh, you've got what you need for the day, give it away for tomorrow? Because he saw his life completely through the very visible things that we think is really ours and that aren't. And he missed the very eternal things that are clearly his and will never be taken away from him if he believed which are hidden from him. If our hope is in this life, then accumulation of goods is a good thing if our hope is in this life. But if your and my hope is not in this life, then we are at unrest because our spirit is crying out over and again, be content, be content. And our flesh says, we don't have enough, we don't have enough. What if, what if, what if? Everything we truly have that shall not be taken from us, that is ours because of God's gracious gift of faith, His kingdom is hidden from us. And everything we think we have which can be taken from us at a moment's notice is in plain sight. commercial break. For those of you who weren't at Bible class this morning, come next Sunday a little earlier to church, around 9.30, 9.40. Meet us over in Fellowship Hall. There's coffee and there's goodies. 
the very thing that we're talking about in Bible class is this Old Testament reading that we're about to unpack from Solomon's book of Ecclesiastes. So join us. End of commercial. Back to the text. Solomon's book of Ecclesiastes, and especially this text, is our introduction to how Solomon, who had the greatest wealth of all, viewed possessions. He talks about it in the very beginning. It is an unhappy business that God has given the children of men to be busy with, this busyness of attaining and accumulating possessions. Because he goes on, Solomon does, who knows if after being so wise and so good and so godly in how I've attained these possessions that I've got to hand them off to someone else who won't see things the way I do and will foolishly misuse all those things that I have worried and have been anxious about being so wise about how I got them. I've got to give them to someone who may not use them as wisely as I received them. He even goes on and talks about a man's work being a vexation. Because even in the night, his heart doesn't rest. He's thinking. He's considering things. You tell me. When you've had the worst time trying to sleep, it wasn't always over spiritual matters, was it not? Most of the time you and I have lost sleep, it's been over earthly matters. What wretched men we are. Solomon makes it very clear that what he's proclaiming is right in line with what Jesus has already proclaimed. And after we go through this parable, the thought before we finally get the final answer is, will this man use those goods wisely? Will he use those the way God intended him to use those goods? And then as we get to the end of the parable, we realize, no, he doesn't. That's what happens to this man. What's going to happen to you? For we are accountable to God for all of the possessions that God has given us. God has given us these possessions not for the sake of simply providing our daily bread because He gives us more than what we need for our daily bread. So for what purpose has He given us these things? But to use them for other people. Sadly, this man's possessions this man's possessions possessed him. What are we going to do with God's gifts to us? Paul says something beautiful in his epistle reading from Colossians. The very beginning, if then you have been raised with Christ, stop right there. Get rid of the word if. Do you believe you've been raised with Christ? All of us do. Then no, you have been raised with Christ. 
meaning you are now and you will continue to be. You have been raised with Christ. Since, because of, that's the reason why you've been raised with Christ. That's God's greatest gift to you. And by believing just in that phrase alone, you are rich. You are wealthy. And that treasure shall not be taken from you no matter what you and I fret about and are anxious about in the night, that shall not be taken from you because God gives that gift. It's all the things that we can plainly see that God will give and take away. But that thing, that gift, He shall not. It is yours. Do you believe that? And if so... If that is your true treasure, if that is your true gift upon which you rest, then seek the things that are above and not the things that cause us all the worry and fretting here below. Seek the things that are hidden with Christ in God and not the things that we can see in plain sight. That's being rich toward God. When Jesus ends this parable and proclaims it about this man who was not rich toward God but was poorer than anything. So is the one who lays up treasure for himself and is not rich toward God. You are rich toward God. You have been given everything in His kingdom. You have been raised with Christ. To be rich toward God is to believe that that applies to you. But God and Satan will not allow that faith to stand static. God's going to push you to show yourself. Who cares if anybody else sees? Show yourself that you believe that to be true. by letting go of those things that we wish to control so much that we can see in plain sight and of which we really don't own. And by our actions, seek the things that are above that will never be taken from us, that God will never remove from us. But it's hidden. It's not in plain sight. Everything we truly have that will not and cannot be taken from us that is eternal and everlasting is hidden from us in God. But everything that we think we have that can and will be taken from us for that matter has been many times that's in plain sight to us all. This man died a pauper. It shall not be so with you. In the name of the one who has made you rich and wealthy and full beyond your and my comprehension. Amen.